Go with me, if you would, again to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and we'll read this in Young's literal translation. We've been talking about the things of the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. You might say, well, why don't you just call it the gifts of the Spirit, because there, there are other things beside the gifts that he's talking about in this chapter, which is one of the reasons that I'm referring so much to Young's literal. These couple of chapters, chapter 12 and chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians, are two chapters that many of the modern translations really mess up on. Now, you've you got to be your own judge about it, but uh, all you've got to do is look up words and see how they're translated in other parts of the Bible to get an idea if it's consistent or not. And you'll find that a lot of the modern translations are obviously written by people who don't speak in tongues. <laughs> and so they, they've tried to make the translation, I'd call it a paraphrase, they try to make it match their theology. But uh, we should never do that. Never water down the word to make it match your lack of experience. Always believe God to elevate your experience to match the Word. You will always, throughout your whole life, you will always come across things in the Word that you're not there. You haven't experienced that or to that degree. So what do you do? Well, you can start trying to explain it away. Say it's not for today, it's not for everybody or this or that. Or you can humble yourself. Is that right? <laughs> Admit you don't know everything. Admit you haven't received and experienced everything and ask the Lord. In fact, you want to do that right now? Yes. Come on, sit out loud. Father God, Father God I, humble myself I humble myself before your awesome word. I ask you, elevate my experience to match your word. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's begin reading 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 in the Young's literal translation. He said, concerning the spiritual things, brethren, I do not wish you to be ignorant. Another translation says, I want you to know. So the Spirit of God specifically said, I want you to know about these things. And you can see why he said that, because the things he talks about, much of the church world is completely ignorant of. Not to say we know all about it, but a lot of folks never even preach on it. They never even talk about it because, you know, it's hard to explain when you haven't had any of the experience. But uh, again, we just prayed the prayer. Amen. Right? We're not going to try to alter the word to fit us. That's right. We're going to believe God help us rise up to the Word. And that will always be the case. Even if you do know a few things about this, we, we've only just scratched the surface. We've only just begun. Scripture said, if any man thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing yet, as he ought to know, right? Compared to what God knows. <laughs> you would say it's a thimbleful, but I doubt it covers the bottom of the thimble. Compared to what he knows. But thank God for what we do know, Amen. right? Sure beats being in the dark. 
And the Lord doesn't want us in the dark. He wants us to know. He said, I want you to know about this. So verse 2, what does he want us to know about? He said, you know that you were nations, that's apart from God, unto the dumb idols. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, stupid idol. It means non-speaking. And this is important because the very next verses, he's talking about speaking. He said, you were led unto non-speaking idols, and you were carried away with that. It's one of the saddest things on the planet that millions upon millions of people, in fact, billions of people, pray to, worship false gods and idols that have never said a word and never will. They can lash themselves, they can pray and chant until and fast until they fall out. And they will never get a prayer answered. Ever. Because these idols are not, they're not alive. They're not real. There are some wrong spirits involved in these things. But there's only one God. Hallelujah. Only one God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And the people say, well, y'all are just narrow-minded. Yeah, and saved. Saved. Jesus said, there's a broad way. You know, there's such a move on in society to be all-inclusive. And everything's okay. And just include everybody's religion and everybody's thing. But that's contrary to the Bible. He said, there's a broad way that goes where? Anybody know where where it goes? Destruction. And there is a straight and a narrow way. That leads to to salvation and life. Verse 3. He said. Wherefore I give you to understand. No one. In the spirit of God speaking. Says Jesus is anathema. Or cursed. No one's able to say Jesus is Lord. Except in the Holy Spirit. One of the ways you can tell. A genuine manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Is that it will always. Glorify. Jesus. It will always. Show the greatest respect to him. Anything that is, it wouldn't have to be outright disrespectful, just overly casual and a lack of respect. You know that's not the Holy Spirit. If it's the Holy Spirit in any kind of revelation, any kind of manifestation. Remember Jesus said when he comes, he won't even speak of himself. He'll take of mine. He'll show it to you. It's always incumbent upon us to show the greatest respect to the head of the church. He's not a way. He's the way. Are y'all with me? He's not one of the prophets of God. He is the only way, the truth, and the life. That's what he said. He said, if you don't believe I am the one, you will die in your sins. He said that to the rabbis and scribes of his day, the most religious people of his day. So, how many, nobody has to twist your arm to glorify the Lord Jesus. Do you, do you love the Lord? Yes. Do you want to show him the greatest respect? Yes. The greatest honor. Hallelujah. In fact, there's something to believe for 
is something to ask the Lord. Lord, show me how. Give me the words. Show me the way, the demeanor, the, the spirit, what to say at the right time and place to honor my Lord. You want to pray that? <laughs> you know, th- this is acting on the verse, praying without ceasing. You don't have to kneel down and pray five hours straight to do this. You just, every time something comes up, you know you should pray about it. You pray about it. Amen. You ask. So say it out loud. Father God, Father God we, ask you, we ask you, show us how. Give us the words. Give me the words. The demeanor. The way. The attitude. Show me how. To honor my Lord. To honor my Master. To give honor. To whom honor is due. I'll do it gladly. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, uh, one of the ways that you show honor is by how you refer to people. And uh, you can be over casual and you can be disrespectful. How many understand you never, men, you, you never refer to your wife as my old lady? Uh-uh. That's not okay. That's not okay. Well, I don't mean anything by it. Yeah, but you need to change. (laughs) It's a lack of respect. And you don't refer to your father as my old man. You with me or not? Now, you may not realize it, but the Lord's answering that prayer we just prayed right now. What we're talking about right now. If you don't do this with people, you won't do it with God. Whatever you do or don't do with people is what you'll do or not do with God. And if you refer to people incorrectly, you refer to the Lord incorrectly. But uh, important that we uh, don't get conformed by the world. The world shows no respect. And, but we're, we're in the world, but we're not of it. We're just passing through. Our citizenship's in heaven. Hallelujah. And they know how to show honor there. And so we're going to demonstrate it here. Can you say amen? Amen. (laughs) How'd we get into that? Keep reading. There's diversities of gifts and the same spirit. There are diversities of ministrations and the same Lord. There are diversities of workings. It's the same God who is working the all in all. See, that's why I keep saying he's talking about more things than gifts. He's talking about gifts. He's talking about manifestations. He's talking about ministries. He's talking about operations. Who is working the all in all? Keep going. To each has been given the manifestation of the Spirit for profit. Now this is, uh, this is all of us. All of us Christians are born of the Spirit. If you're not born of the Spirit, you don't belong to the Lord. You're not saved. You must be. It's not optional. You must be born again. How many believe this? I'm quoting scripture. You must be born again. And that is the same as being born of the Spirit. But uh, not only can we be born of the Spirit, we can be filled by the same Spirit. 
that we're born of, there are different degrees of being filled. And to each one of us, there is to be the, the operation of the Holy Spirit in our life manifesting spiritual things. Not natural, but spiritual. And he mentions nine specific ones. These are nine specific ways the Holy Spirit manifests. Now, we divide them to identify them, but often they work together. You might have a manifestation of the Spirit where seven of them are happening at the same time. Or you might have a manifestation where there's just one. But uh, what the Spirit of God say about this? I want you to know about this. I don't want you ignorant of this. To one, one of us, through the Spirit is given a word of wisdom. To another, a word of knowledge. Not the gift of knowledge. (laughs) A word of knowledge. According to the same Spirit. Keep going. To another, faith in the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings in the same Spirit. Now, let me me back up to verse 9. Now, why would he mention faith given to one, not the same as another, when all of us are supposed to have faith? It's the same thing you see where he mentions tongues later as a ministry in contrast to any believer being able to speak in tongues. So, there's that which is referred to as common faith. Faith that comes by hearing. This is not faith that comes by hearing. This is faith that is given as a gift (laughs) from the Lord. uh, I've had it happen a couple of times in my life in ministry. And uh, it's amazing. uh, We've already talked about it, but... uh, I'll try to describe it uh, like Brother Smith Wigglesworth described it. He tells of an occasion where he, uh, he came in and, and it was told that a, a neighbor lady in the community had died and they wanted him to come over. And, and he came over and she had been dead for some time. And, 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 but he, he believed in miracles and had seen some things. And so he was, he's praying that she'd be raised up. And he said uh, he prayed with all the faith he had. And it just seemed like the answer is no. 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 But he kept on. He kept on. And he said, then there came a faith. They wouldn't accept no. (laughs) There came a faith. In fact, you'll see, this is what was happening in Acts, the third chapter, when there was the man laid at the gate called Beautiful. Remember that? And Peter and John said, look on us, and commanded him to stand up. And later on, there in the fourth chapter, they said, the faith which is by him has made this man strong. Well, they had probably walked by that man who knows how many times. They laid him there every day. Why didn't they do this before? Well, if they could have done it with just their common faith that they got from hearing the word, maybe they would have. This is something beyond that. Thank you, Lord. When this comes on you, you feel like you're about 20 foot tall. <laughs> and like there is, there's no way this is not going to happen. That's right. Amen. The confidence and the boldness is far out beyond the normal faith you walk in. It's a gift. 
of faith. How many like to see more of this? Oh, yeah. Well, it starts by even knowing it exists, right? It starts. (laughs) To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, inworkings of mighty deeds or workings of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discernings of spirits. And to another, divers kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. Now, this is where we got to last Friday, I believe. We had, uh, and if you hadn't been with us, we've gone over these previous ones. There are three of these manifestations that say something. And there are three of these manifestations that do something. And there are three of these manifestations that reveal something. Revelation, power, and utterance. Three, three, and three. And uh, we've begun talking now about the utterance manifestations and gifts. And so we've talked uh, Friday about diverse kinds of tongues. The original language just says kinds, kinds of tongues. But I don't think it does a disservice to say different because if you got kinds, that's what, that's what it is. <laughs> different kinds of tongues. Said out loud again, different kinds <laughs> of tongues. Or we might use the word languages. Languages, because the tongue is what you use to speak the language. And then he goes on to say to another, the interpretation of tongues. Now let's go, um, there's so much here, but if I keep reading this chapter, I'm liable to try to preach on every verse. So go to the 14th chapter. This, the rest of this 12th chapter deals with the body of Christ which you must not separate from the gifts of the manifestations of the Spirit, because that's where they manifest through, is the body, and the different members have different manifestations. But then love is the chief thing, and one of the biggest key, I would say the biggest key to the manifestations of the Spirit, is following love. Well, God is love. So following love means you're following God. You're following the Spirit of God. And following him is the biggest key to having manifestations of the Spirit. In the 14th chapter, in the first verse, 14.1, he said, Pursue the love and seek earnestly the spiritual things, rather that you may prophesy. For he who is speaking in a tongue, now translators added unknown, And that's not entirely wrong because it's unknown to the speaker, but not unknown to everybody. Somebody understands this language, but not the speaker. He who's speaking in a tongue, to men he does not speak, but to God. For no one does hearken or understand, and in spirit he does speak secrets. Why? What good would it do to speak in a language you don't understand? And you'll hear a lot of people say, well, you know, some say speaking with tongues, that was a sign in the beginning days of the church. But then once the church was established and the full canon of Scripture was received, we don't need that anymore. Well, whoever wrote that doesn't speak in tongues. (laughs) And uh, 
So I was just trying to explain it. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to be uh, rude. There were years that I believed this was in the Word and were right, was right, but I didn't speak in tongues. I didn't know how to receive. My grandmother, I was born in Philadelphia, Mississippi. There is a Philadelphia, Mississippi. Small place. And uh, that actually was about 20 miles from where we lived. We had to go to town, you know, to be born. And uh, my grandmother was secretary and treasurer of the uh, First Pentecostal Church at uh, Cherry Chapel at Laurel Hill, Mississippi. And uh, that church is still there. And she was secretary treasurer for, I don't know, 50, 60 years at least, and taught generations of little ones in Sunday school. And uh, back when she was a young woman, now we're talking what, 30s, you know, in the deep south, there was desegregation, and uh, she and different people somehow got together, and they had outdoor meetings by the pond, and there were Choctaw Indian people and um, African American people. There were just a mixture of folks they went out there outside. And so they started preaching and believing about being filled with the Spirit. And a few days later, she was in the cotton field, picking cotton, and got filled with the Holy Ghost and started speaking in tongues. In the cotton field. And I knew her, and I grew up with her. And every day after school, me and my brother would, the school bus would drop us off at, at Grandma's house because uh, my folks were working. You know, and they didn't get in until later. And uh, Grandma, Mama, we called her. Mama would always have us some tea cakes or rice pudding. Good stuff. And uh, I, I knew her that, man, I, I don't ever remember, ever, no matter what was going on, see her get mad and cuss or just talk bad about people or never. I mean, my whole life around her, I knew what she had was real. Amen. I knew it. And um, so I, and, and at the church, you know, people, all they knew was to tarry. And people, some people spoke in tongues, some people didn't. Nobody knew why. I was one of the ones that didn't. But through my teenage years, I wanted it, not, uh, not enough, but never received and then after Phyllis and I got married, she, you've heard our testimony, uh, she was a Catholic girl. So she didn't know what she got into <laughs> with all of this. And boy, so she was, she, uh, I'm seeking, trying to be filled with the Spirit. And she, uh, she's waiting in the back till I get through, tarrying. And finally, she told me this later. She said, I pray God, whatever it is he wants, would you please give it to him so we can... <laughs> go home and quit doing this all the time. And so uh, after a few weeks of this, one night she said, well, maybe it's me. You know, maybe I'm not, I hadn't embraced this and maybe it's part of me. So she said she'd get up and go down to the altar and, and pray. 
and see if that would help. And she fell out in the altar <laughs> under the Spirit. And they told the, the pastor told her, oh, you, you need to be baptized <laughs> in water. <laughs> and it was wintertime. Oh, and we didn't have a baptistry. <laughs> you go to the pond. <laughs> so we all loaded up at 11 o'clock at night. Pitch dark. It's country. Ain't no lights out there. Except the headlights on the cars, you know. And so went out to the pond. On the way over, they're telling her, just believe that when you go down, when you start coming up, just believe that you get filled with the Spirit and talk in tongues. Just believe it. Well, she didn't know anything except to believe that. That's right. And so when she she said, when she stepped into the water, the pastor hollered because it was so cold. She said, I didn't even feel it. She said, it felt like a warm bath to me. She was in the spirit. And she said uh, that he baptized her, you know, she went under the water. When she started coming back up, she started speaking in tongues under the water. Praise God. And for three days, she didn't eat, didn't sleep, didn't need to. Filled with the spirit. We need to find out more about being filled with the spirit. Anybody with me? That term is used too loosely today. People refer to spirit-filled this, spirit-filled that, spirit-filled. People say, did you hear about, you know, um, that pastor, that spirit-filled church? You know, uh, spirit-filled, but uh, last week he ran off with the uh, piano player in the building fund. (laughs) Well, he wasn't spirit-filled that day. (laughs) And and probably not a lot of days before that. (laughs) Come on, are y'all with me? Just because you spoke a few words in tongues doesn't mean you're always... You see, the same people that got filled with the Spirit in Acts 2 and speak in tongues, the same people got filled again in Acts 4. Have you seen these things? There's one initial reception. There are to be many refillings. We're more or less full of the Spirit day in, day out. I don't mean the Holy Spirit goes and comes. He doesn't. He never leaves you nor forsakes you, but it depends on how much you yield to him as to how full you are at any given time. One of the indications of being full of the Spirit is joy. Hallelujah. Well, anyway, I was was saying that uh, though my grandmother, you know, spoke in tongues, I knew it was right. My wife now is speaking in tongues, and I'm still not. Now I thought, Lord, this is not fair. I mean, she's Catholic, and and uh, my grandmother's secretary and treasurer, first Pentecostal church. <laughs> but it's because of wrong thinking. Everybody say wrong thinking, which is what you don't want, right? Wrong thinking. I even said from time to time, well, if you ever hear me speaking in tongues. It won't be me. And as long as I said that and believe that, I never spoke in tongues because if you ever speak in tongues, it'll be you speaking in tongues. So I want it to be the Holy Spirit. You want the Holy Spirit to receive the Holy Spirit? No. Look with me. Go to Acts. I think we need to spend a little time on this tonight. Acts 2. I have a compassion for people that have struggled with this because I did for years. 
and also have a desire for everybody to receive because I know this belongs to every Christian. So don't listen to anybody telling you and trying to explain it away and say, no, 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 tongues is just a special gift that God gives a few people. No, no, no. One of the signs, Jesus said, that would follow believers. Anybody remember reading Mark 16? This this one of the signs that will follow who? Are you a believer? Yes. Said they'll speak with new tongues. Yes. Somebody said, well, maybe that's talking about they don't cuss anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let Scripture interpret Scripture, <laughs> right? See how that's used in other places. The, the reason I keep bringing this up is because people try to explain it away. But the book of Acts records the beginning days of the church, and you and I are part of the same church. Right? Do you believe it? Yes. Do we got the same gospel message? Yes. Same name of Jesus? Yes. Same Holy Spirit? Yes. Then we should have same manifestations. Yes. In Acts 2, we see how this began. It began with a sign tongue. Acts 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And who's the, who's the understood subject here? They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Spirit is not speaking. The Spirit is giving utterance. They're speaking. Y'all with me, friends? When I struggled for years about it, I had the idea that, you know, the Spirit of God would just take you over and speak through you like a radio or something. You know, just it, this is something apart from you. And it's not true. You have to use your mouth, your tongue, your vocal cords. You have to speak just like you do when you're speaking in your known tongue. The difference is the utterance is not coming from your understanding. The utterance is coming from inside you, from your spirit. In a language your mind doesn't understand. This requires faith. Everybody say faith. faith. How do I do that? You might say that. That's what I asked for years. <laughs> how, how do I do that? You do it by faith. Amen. It's the only way. You do it by faith. Hold your place here and look in Romans, the 12th chapter, and you'll see that. I'm giving you some extra scripture tonight, but one of the reasons I am is because some folks want to argue about this. And so... Uh, you, and this, this is a, something that will help you. Never, when you're talking about the things of God, don't just argue with people about your beliefs. Because your opinion is not something people can build their life on. Make it about the scriptures. Are y'all with me, friends? Make it about the scriptures. Not about what I think and you think and my church and your church. No, no. The Scriptures. Where's the verse? 
Where is it? What does it say? Not what you thought it said. You know, what does it actually say? And not just half a verse that you don't understand. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, the Bible said. Let every word be established. If something really is right in the word, you'll find it multiple places. And they'll all agree. In Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 6, you see similar language to 1 Corinthians 12, talking about the body and the gifts and the manifestations. In uh, Romans 12, 6, it says, well, let me read verse uh, 5. So we being many are one body in Christ. Christ means the anointed. And every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that's given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy how? How? According to the proportion of faith. Now this goes on, but you see the truth that you're going to prophesy and tongues and interpretation, we're told in 1 Corinthians 14, is the equivalent of prophecy. Both of them, all three of them, I should say, are inspired utterance. Utterance inspired by the Holy Spirit, not man's intellect. But if prophecy is this way, then you'd understand that the other, the tongue or the interpretation are also this way. It's going to be in proportion to what? Faith. Our faith. Our faith. You must believe You can express it. You must believe the Holy Spirit will enable you to express it. And then faith without an action is dead. You have to step out by faith and speak. Did y'all hear me, friends? I tarried many hours at the Pentecostal church, and I I love those people. I'm so thankful for what we got there. But I didn't know how to receive. I tarried and I tarried. Somebody said, well, maybe if you'd shave off that mustache, (laughs) you'd receive. So I did. And I didn't receive. Maybe if you'd do this. Maybe if you'd do that. (laughs) And no success. And so after years of this and now Phyllis is talking in tongues and I'm not so I'd tell her I I knew we had God wanted to do something in our lives at that point I didn't know it was ministry but I'd tell her you know you pray about it because you can pray in the spirit I'd pray the same thing over and over you know with my mind and I don't know what else to say isn't that what we just read if you speak in another tongue, you're speaking not to men, but to God. Amen. And even though your understanding is not productive, you're praying and speaking out divine secrets. Well, it's not a mystery to God. So what makes it a divine mystery? It's divine and it's a mystery to you. Right. <laughs> now, now just, just that alone or to make you get after speaking in tongues and not quit until you are. Amen. Right? Amen. The ability to speak out and pray out things I don't know about, about the plan of God and the things of God. How do you pray about the future? 
Lord, help us in the future. You can say that four more times and then what? Huh? Lord, please help. Please help us. In the future. We are, that's what Romans 8 says. The Spirit helps our infirmities. Infirmity means weakness. And the big weakness, he says, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. This is a big human weakness. It's all the stuff we don't know. And so thank God, the Spirit of God helps us, makes intercession for us according to the will of God. Can you say amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. And this is initiated by speaking in another tongue. And so, like I said, I, I tarried and tarried, no success. Tried, you know, shaved off my mustache, no success. And I finally, I got a hold of Brother Hagin's little book. And it was called Seven Steps, I believe, to Receiving the Holy Spirit. And he also had a couple little books about why tongues and some of those things. And, and I read those, it didn't take long, small books. And I read them. And closed the book, and I thought, no. Can't, can't be that simple. You know? Because if it's that simple, that means I could have received years ago. Instead of going through all that. You know, that's, it's not just receiving the Holy Spirit that this is true in. Many other things that's been the case. We could have received easily years ago. And so I know it was the Holy Spirit in me because I'm born of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit in me. I know it was Him because the thought came to my mind. Well, you've tried everything else. (laughs) Right? And I had just about everything else I could think of. You tried everything else. Why not do this? What the the man of God is saying? Why not do that? Because He said... He went to the place where Jesus said, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will he give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? And then he talked about speaking by faith and what I've been talking to you about. So uh, I said, okay, I'm by myself in our little mobile home there. So I I just stood up and I said, Father, I thank you that I'm I'm your child. I'm just doing what I, I read in the book. You said, if I'd ask you, you'd give me the Holy Spirit. So I ask you for the Holy Spirit, and I believe I receive him right now. And by faith, I thank you for giving me utterance in a new tongue. And I said, praise non colore, dingy nivella. And I thought, no, 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 no. Because see, when Sister Edna got filled, she rolled back under the pew. And when Brother George got filled, he saw a ball of fire. You may have a different experience, but not everybody's going to have the same thing. But everybody, if they fully yield, will speak. And... uh, Then I had read in his other little book that your mind won't understand what you're saying. You're not qualified to know. We we saw last week tongues of men and of angels. Do you know what all those sound like? You wouldn't know. You're not qualified to know. And he talked about doing it by faith 
Did you hear those two words? By faith. faith. So I just began to do it again. And the more I did, the better it got. And the more I did, the better it got. The stronger it got. The more I did, the better it got. And I'm still doing it today. Can you say amen? And if you'll keep yielding and keep speaking, you can get in a flow. Oh, praise God. You can get full and overflowing. Thank you, Lord. They were so full of the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, people thought they were drunk. Because you saw some of the same evidences that you'd see if somebody had too much to drink. They were a little too loud. They laughed too much. They were staggering around. <laughs> and, and, and Ephesians talks about this. Don't be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking. Everybody say speaking. Speak. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. This is the Spirit-filled life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is not the mundane, carnal life that so many people think they're locked into. There is the Spirit-filled life. Glory to God. Are you hungry for more? Do you, do you want more? They spoke as the Spirit gave them utterance. Go with me to the 8th chapter in the book of Acts. I think somebody needs to hear this. So I'm going to take the time and go over it. Is speaking with tongues for today? Is it for everybody? The answer to that is what does the Bible say? Right? So here we are in Acts 8, verse 14. We know that the 120 got filled with the Spirit. We know they spoke with tongues. We know that. In the 8th chapter, the apostles, verse 14, that were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the Word of God. They sent unto them Peter and John. When they were come down, they prayed for them that they might what? Not be born again. What? Received the Holy Spirit. The Bible just got through saying they had received the Word of God. Now verse 16. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now let's just stop right there. If you've received the Word of God and believed on him and been baptized, are you saved? Well, if you're not, a lot of folks are in trouble. <laughs> yes, you are. But what? The Spirit had not fallen on them. Come on, can you see this? Yes. There is the work of the Holy Spirit within, and there's the work of the Holy Spirit upon. Same Holy Spirit. And don't, don't tell somebody that's born again they don't have the Spirit, because they know they do. What they do need to acknowledge is there's more. Amen. There's more. And uh, said, as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Keep reading. And they laid their hands on them, and they what? Didn't say they received Jesus. They've already done that. Right? They received the Holy Spirit. And in verse uh, 18, when Simon saw that through the laying on of the hands of the apostles, the Holy Spirit was given. 
He offered him money. He saw something. What did he see? It'd be reasonable to think he saw what you saw every other time in the book of Acts. Right? Indications of being filled with the Spirit and speaking in tongues. Now let's, let's go. You'll see this clearer and clearer as we go in the 10th chapter of Acts. 10th chapter of Acts. Peter was sent to Cornelius' house to preach to them in verse 44, Acts 10:44. While Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Spirit fell on them which heard the word. Fell on them. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Spirit, for they heard them what? Speak with tongues and magnify God. Now this is an interesting situation here because uh, what, what was happening is if you back up to verse 38, let me see, uh, verse, he started about verse 34, but Peter began to preach about Jesus. And when he had got to the part about Jesus being raised from the dead and being the judge of the quick and the dead, and verse 43, to him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in his name shall receive remission of sins, that's enough to get saved on. Can you hear that? So when they, they heard that, they believed that, they were born again, and the Holy Spirit fell on them immediately, and they're filled and spoken tongues in a matter of seconds. We see in the eighth chapter, they had been born again, and baptized in water, but not filled with the Spirit speaking in tongues. But then afterwards, they received the Holy Spirit. But here, it happened just like that. Can you say glory to God? Glory to God. Now let's look at one more. The 19th chapter in the book of Acts. And again, are we part of the same church? Yes. As the book of Acts, same Holy Spirit? He hadn't changed. Acts 19. It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Now, this is a very significant phrase because there's a whole lot of people would tell you, no, you received the Holy Spirit when you believed and that's all the Holy Spirit there is. But that doesn't agree with this verse. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? In fact, just hold your place there. Go to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter where we've been studying and reading. I know I'm laying it on you, but can you take it? Yes. Do you need to know why you believe what you believe? Yes. So you can't go out of here and say, that's just Brother Keith's opinion. 1 Corinthians 12, in verse 13, 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, By one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, bond or free. And stop right there. That is the new birth. When you're born again, how does that happen? You believe on Jesus, and the Holy Spirit immerses or places you into the body of Christ. This ain't talking about water baptism. 
This is talking about being placed into a complete placement. And no water baptism never was sprinkling. (laughs) It's total immersion. You're completely placed in another realm. And you are completely placed, you're translated out of the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Can you say amen? amen? And something else, and we've been all made to drink into one spirit. That's not the new birth. That's being filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And if you drink enough, you'll get full. Can you say amen? If you drink enough, you'll get full. Keep drinking, you'll, you'll overflow. And you'll be happy about it too. <laughs> in Acts 19, you'll see that. The reason I read you that verse, you see it clearly in these people's experience. Acts 19, he found individuals... He said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Just like those guys in Acts 8. They had received Jesus. They'd been baptized in water. But they hadn't been filled with the Spirit. Didn't speak in tongues. So he's asking them basically the same thing. And they said, we uh, haven't so much as heard whether there be any Holy Spirit. Hadn't heard anything about the Holy Spirit. So he's got to back up now and go, well, now hold on. What? How are you baptized and, and what have you heard? They said, John's baptism. He said, oh, okay. All right. You got to hear about Jesus. <laughs> then Paul said, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people they should believe on him which should come after them, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, are they born again? Yes, yes they are. And, verse 6, are you there? Are they, did they believe, they heard the gospel, they believed on Jesus, they're born again, they're baptized in water, and that's the end. No. Verse 6 says, and. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came. Everybody say on, on, on. Not in, he's already in. Came on them, and how do we know that happened? They spoke with tongues and prophesy. The Corinthians were tongue talkers. The Ephesians were tongue talkers. That's how they, these are Ephesians right here. Ephesians, Colossians, church at Philippi. Paul said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. So when did this all go away? There are historical accounts from that day to this, that there's always been a group in the earth that spoke in tongues. It's called by theologians, the Glossolalia phenomenon. <laughs> That's the Greek word for tongues. Is somebody been speaking in tongues the whole time? Amen. Yes, yes. what we're saying. Yes. The whole time. That means it didn't pass away. Hallelujah. Right? Yes. Well, what's it for? We go back to 1 Corinthians 14. Looks like you're going to have to come back again. Because we took a big old side journey tonight. But even if you've heard it before, I assure you, there's a lot of people in the service or watching by internet tonight who never heard this before. And so we, we need to get it. And you might have got something this time around that you didn't get the first time, right? So 1 Corinthians 14 again. Verse 2, he that speaks in a tongue speaks not to men 
But unto God, for no man understands him, howbeit in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. He that prophesies speaks unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort at the right time. Maybe we'll talk more about prophecy. But um, prophecy is very similar to tongues and interpretation. In fact, the very next verse he says, he that speaks in a tongue edifies himself or builds himself up. He that prophesies builds up the church. I would that you all spoke with tongues. Is this inspired utterance or not? Other translations say, I I wish that all of you were speaking in tongues. Others said, I want all of you to speak in tongues. Did the Holy Spirit say that? That's a little weak. Read it out loud. I would would. that you all all spoke with tongues. tongues. That means you can Right? He would the, this is not just Paul talking. This is the Spirit of God talking through him. And did the Holy Spirit say he wants all of us to yield to him and let him give us utterance and speak in new tongues and build up ourselves and, and pray out mysteries? Yes? yes? Everybody? Everybody. Everybody. Don't let anybody tell you any different now. Everybody. Everybody. Don't fuss and fight about it either. But uh, just uh, yield to him. And if somebody don't see it, you'll be better able to pray for them in the spirit. (laughs) So that they can see some things. (laughs) I would that you all spoke with tongues. The spirit of God would not have said that if this was only for a few select ones. He would not have said this. Because that could get everybody there thinking they could speak in tongues. And then since it was recorded for all posterity, all of us could get to thinking. We could all speak in tongues. This thing could get out of hand. As far as the devil's concerned, out of hand. I would that you all spoke with tongues, but rather that you prophesied For greater is he that prophesies than he that speaks with tongues, don't stop there, except he interprets. Why? Because if you interpret, it's the equivalent of prophecy. It's just you're getting the message a different way. Except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. Now what was going on, and you can see this in this chapter... These guys, all the early churches knew about the day of Pentecost. There were people from all these different countries that heard this sign tongue in their language. And so they tried to duplicate what happened in the upper room in their church services. They were speaking in tongues, hoping other people would understand it in their languages like it happened on the day of Pentecost and the Spirit of God's having to tell them through Paul, no, that's not how you do it. That's not how it works. Different kinds, say it out loud, different kinds of tongues. We mentioned at least three different kinds. There is a sign tongue, a tongue that's a sign. 
There is a ministry tongue that's used in ministry that 1 Corinthians 12 talks about. Not everybody has that. And then there is the tongue for every individual believer just to build yourself up and to pray in. Different kinds of tongues. He, he goes on to say, I would that you all spoke with tongues, but rather that you prophesied. Greater is he that prophesies than he that speaks with tongues, except the interpret that the church may receive edifying or building up. Now, brethren, let me just stop right there. You'll find this word edify or edification multiple times through this chapter. Here's another thing. Did you see chapter 14? How big it is? 40 verses. All of it's about what? Tongues, interpretation, and prophecy. Do we really need 40 verses in the New Testament for something that doesn't, it's not for everybody and has passed away? He said, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you except I speak to you by revelation or knowledge or prophesying or by doctrine? And he goes on to describe how it's because people don't understand what you're saying. If you're speaking in a tongue, and this phrase will help you understand a lot of this passage, a tongue without interpretation. If I speak to you in a tongue without interpretation. So likewise, you except you utter by the tongue words easy to be understood, verse 9, how shall it be known what is spoken? You'll speak into the air. Verse 11, if I know not the meaning of the voice, therefore if I know not, I'll be to him that speaks, the others say a foreigner, he that speaks will be a foreigner to me. Even so, for as much as you are zealous of spiritual things, seek that you may excel to what? The building up of the church. We should never use language around unbelievers or uninformed that they don't know what we're talking about. Because it actually many times is pride. It's trying to show how spiritual you are. Using terminology you know people don't understand. Have you ever been around somebody that read a couple of books and learned some big words? Yes. Right? And so they use all these big words talking to you that you know they know. You don't know what these words are. What are they doing? They're trying to show you how brilliant they are. How they know all this stuff you don't know. But that is not love. Why would I be talking to you? Hopefully, because I want to communicate with you. Mm-hmm. And you haven't communicated until somebody understands. That's right. That's, That's right. That's a better phrase than you might know. You haven't communicated. I don't care what you said or how perfectly you said it. If they didn't understand it, even at the drive-through, <laughs> don't rename their stuff. <laughs> You're at their place. You got to talk their language. If it's a number two big burger, if that's what they call it, don't try to get them to change for you. Right? <laughs> call it what they call it, and you'll be done just like that. They'll understand. You've communicated. 
trying to make people adapt to you everywhere you go says some uncomplimentary things about you. Right? And spiritually speaking, you're talking about my prayer tongue and walking by faith and I'm leaving for that and the person has never been to church and they're looking at you like, huh? What? Don't do that. Be led by the Spirit. And so they were doing this. He's correcting them in church. They're speaking in tongues with no interpretation and thinking maybe that everybody will understand it like they did on the day of Pentecost. And he says, no, no. He goes on to say later, I talk in tongues more than any of y'all. Now, that was quite a statement. He said, but in the church, I'd rather just say a handful of words that people understood than a myriad of words in a tongue nobody understands because everything we do, if it's done by the Spirit, it's going to glorify Jesus and it's going to benefit the hearer. Come on, can y'all see this? It's going to edify, it's going to encourage, it's going to console, it's going to comfort. And if you're hearing a bunch of strange sounds, you don't know what they mean. That's not building you up. That's not encouraging you. That's making you think, these guys are nuts. What have I gotten into here? (laughs) No. Paul said, I become all things to all men that I might by all means save some. There is a supernatural adaptability, not a conformity to the world in sin, but God will give you. I've experienced this out on the mission field at times. I've, I've had people say to me, how did you know to use those words? How did you know to use that example? That's, that's what my granddaddy taught me. That's, that's something that's, that's consistent with our tribe. That's something with... The, uh, how did you know? I didn't know. But I'm not trying to make them conform to my Western Southern jargon. My mission is not to conform them to me. Or my thinking. The, the mission should be that they understand what the Spirit of God is saying. And He will use their language. It's wonderful. I mean, things will come to your mind, illustrations, examples, phrases that you never use. And you'll use them and people will go, yeah, He's like one of us. Yay! How'd you know? You didn't. And if you're smart, you will not take the credit. Don't you dare say, oh, I've done a lot of reading, you know, and I'm, and I'm this, oh, boy, you're, yeah. You have help, amen. help, amen. big, big help amen. in the person of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? amen? He said, wherefore let him that speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. And who can speak in tongues? I would that you all. Spoke in tongues. He says it again later. The same kind of thing. You, you can all speak in tongues. Well then. Then he's telling all these folks that can. To pray that they would interpret. He said. If I pray in a tongue. My spirit prays. But my understanding is unfruitful. Praying with the spirit. Some have tried. To redefine and say. Well that just means. Praying with a greater intensity. Praying in the Spirit. Praying with a greater fervor. No, no, no. Interpret Scripture with Scripture. 
If you understand it, that's with your understanding. That's not with the Spirit. And other translations say, with my Spirit. Read it again. If I'm praying with a tongue, what's happening? My Spirit is praying, but my understanding is unfruitful or unproductive. Verse 15. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, which means what? With my spirit in a tongue I don't know. That's what it means to pray in the Spirit. I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. Though it just means praying in the Spirit means you pray with greater fervency. You can do that with your understanding. No. He's contrasting the two. I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit. I will sing with the understanding also. One of my Pentecostal friends, after I went to Raymond and uh, you know, was speaking in tongues on a regular basis then, they, they cornered me one time when I came home and they said, uh, now do you believe you can just speak in tongues anytime you want to? Because they believed you had to get in a, get, get caught up, you know. And uh, nothing wrong with getting caught up. Amen. And uh, I said, uh, yeah, which was a mistake. What should I have done? Come on, help me out. Come on, y'all been sitting here all night. What, what should I have done? I should have said, the scripture says. Don't, don't let people make it about you and them. Because they don't mind arguing with you. What, what does the scripture say? And if you can't find a scripture... You got you got an issue, right? You, you you don't need to be pushing this. Uh, and and they said no, no, no. You can't just turn the Holy Ghost off and on anytime you want to. And he just came up out of my spirit. I know it came from him. I said right. I said he's always on. <laughs> yes. He never sleeps. That's right. right? He never slumbers. He's always there. He's always on. Anytime you'll yield to him, he'll give you utterance. So that's why you can say, if you say, I'm going to kneel down here and pray right now with my understanding. You can do that anytime you want to. Paul's saying you can do that with your spirit too. Same way. You, You can kneel down, pray with another tongue, pray with your spirit apart from your mind anytime. You can sing that way. You can pray that way. You can speak that way. This is such a big part of the Spirit-filled life. Why don't you stand up and say this out loud? Just leave that verse up, please. And let's just say it out loud with Paul. He he said, I thank my God I, I speak in tongues more than all of you. And I want all of you to speak in tongues. He said it. We believe it. We've accepted it. So say this out loud. What is it then? What is it then? I will. I will. Pray with the Spirit. And I will. Pray with the understanding also. I will. Sing with the Spirit. And I will. Sing with the understanding also. Praise God. Praise God. Now just close your eyes. We're going to act on this. We're going to act on this. We don't know who's watching. We got some reports. So this is oh, this has been a couple of years ago. I was teaching on this, and a guy in another country on the other side of the world was in a cyber cafe, watching us on a screen, and got filled with the Spirit and started speaking in tongues right there in the cyber cafe. So this works everywhere. 
So close your eyes and do what I did those years ago. And if you've already received, stir yourself up again. You just got through saying, I will. Pray it out loud, Father God. I am your child. Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. I have faith in you. You said you would give the Holy Spirit to those that ask you. And I ask you, fill me with the Holy Spirit to overflowing. Give me utterance in a new tongue. I receive right now by faith and I speak right now by faith. Now lift your voice. Everybody lift your voice. Lift your voice. Singers, players, Lift your voice, speak in tongues. Everybody. Oh, come and say, look, care, remind it, Jenny Milo. Kelo, son, in battle for a bane. Yanni Mali, sorrow, 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 Mado, Jelo, Shela, Kelo. Everybody, lift your voice. Don't speak in a language you know, and don't be silent. By faith, speak. Go and unjil and umal and kuvone. Shalom bond and kosu so divine and balo jale. Sodo dale. Sodo dale. Sodo, dale, sodo, nengo, cello, vibero, sodam, enko, shandimani. Be bold, speak right out, sing right out, be bold, lift your voice. Elogundo, selunale, bon DJ, nangelo, son, emuncale, bon DJ. Nese Shalom 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 Shadekan Mende Janon da Kolo Ye Avalono So Avalono So Avalono So Ese malangon divini malangon bejendo dosa. Don't be silent. He won't make you speak. By faith. By faith. Speak. O combadi. Eke mona. Esandadon. Injelavo. Esambale. Esambale. Amen unzu. Nekevama ende basha osnongolo prelo 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 ayento ayenti endeka 
This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.